I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And we've also got producer Joe here in studio. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. I made it. Yeah, I was actually given a mic this week. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> made the cut. I made the cut. That's right. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. I got tonight. We need his podcast first. First of all, happy birthday to uh, Sound Guy Tom. Yes. Oh yeah, yes, today happy today's his birthday. Uh, and then the other one, I thought this was kind of I don't know if this is irony or, or what, but it is National Oreo Cookie Day, but it's also National Dentist Day. Mm. Oh, that's, that's an odd combo. That is an yeah. odd combo. So <laughs> and not it. irony, but I would say right. Yes, just yeah. odd. <laughs> just odd. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know, Joe. Yeah. No, it's really definitely irony. Okay, okay, yeah, thank you, Joe. And the, Teachers by and the day. Polish definition. <laughs> beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, y'all. Coffee sucks, but I really like beer, and you should buy me a beer. <laughs> so you go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on Buy Me a Coffee, and you can buy me a beer. Thanks. That's Buy Me a Coffee. Click on the link in the website. And when you do, you're supporting our podcast, our ability to keep doing this. We love doing it, but there are costs that are involved, and True. we appreciate the help. So check out the website, I like beerthepodcast.com. Uh, buy Me a Coffee's there. The store's there. Sign up for the newsletter. Got a new one coming out here in about three weeks. So I like beerthepodcast.com. We're back from our annual pilgrimage to the Central Coast. Yeah, it was a great time. And it's got always to see some new breweries, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought we'd been to every brewery up there, and we went up there, and not only did we go to a couple new ones, there's at least one or two new ones, newer ones that we didn't even make. So those are back on the list for next time. We, yeah, we already have a hit list for for next time. Yeah, you know, I started going up there 2012-2013. If you could find a sculpt, and you were lucky, yeah. and you could find Firestone Walker, and that that's fine. That that's excellent. But that was about it, and so much good stuff there now, and so we got some. New places, uh, new to us. Uh, we stopped in Oxnard, uh, Casa Agria. I've been working on it. Yeah, you're like closer. Yeah. Like native, because uh, I thought it was Casa like Agria, and I thought it meant yeah. a house where everyone gets along. It's yeah, it's happy. But it, that's it, not it. Is it. A house where everyone gets along, but it's also <laughs> the sour house. The sour. Uh-huh. Uh, wild fields in Atascadero, and then in San Luis Obispo, where we have a lot of favorite breweries. We found a new one, Otter and Oak. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, and of oh, course we been- like it, Otter. Yes, another yeah, another otter place. Some really good beers everywhere we went, and we visited some old friends. We always stop at Firestone Walker, the Barrel House uh, place. Got some Strawberry Days and yeah. uh, Barrel House Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, that always. So we want to reminisce about this trip, and we want to share some places we went to. So I think we'll throw into a, a toast to roast and a pour. How about that? Sounds good. And, and sticking with the theme, I, I just, my toasts I threw out were, were to those breweries because um, they never disappoint. And then it was, like I said, it was great to to hit some new ones. Uh, and specifically, that Oak and Otter and, and Wildfields were really cool. Um, 
but but again, Firestone Walker even got to try some new stuff. I uh, the the Cali Squeeze they had did a tangerine version, which yeah, that was really. Good. I don't know. I might be my new favorite of the Cali Squeezes. That was really good. Um, they did a a lemon one as well. That was it was good. I think it would if it wasn't so cold, it would have been even better. It was very much like a shandy to me. It kind of had that taste to it. Um, uh, but it was chilly while we were there. At nighttime, uh, it at was nighttime. chilly. It was yeah. beautiful during the day, but chilly at night. And so I, you know, I don't know that I could appreciate it quite as I might in the on a hot summer day. Um, and then obviously going back to Barrel House and and getting some strawberry days. And you know, it's like when you only get it once a year type of a thing that makes it real special. Yeah. So you know, one of my favorite beers of the whole trip. I couldn't believe this was an American Light Lager from that that Otter and Oak oh, so, Lutra yeah. Light. Yeah, so yeah. good. That was terrific. Um, kind of a general roast. We can't get everywhere we want to get to in, in three days, but we, we did get to a lot of places, yeah. but that's the sad reality of how time works. I, yeah. I roasted uh, LA just because the traffic yeah, was brutal fair. going up and brutal coming back. Oh, so just, know, that's no the, kidding. that's the worst part about going anywhere from here is LA, man. You got to oh, drive LA through LA. It sucks. It does. Man. It is ugly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. You know, Terrible. So that right. was, that was it. LA so, listeners are good, though. They are, yeah. yeah. And they understand. They, they know. know. They've been <laughs> in that traffic all the time. They They're, live yeah. in it. They know I what they do. I think a bunch of them, I'm pretty sure a bunch of them honked at me and waved with that finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one finger wave yeah. that they did. Like the, I, like beer, saying, right? I, I understand yeah. what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> we also had, you know, the impetus to get back to start our, because we camp. We're camping. Right. So we want to get back, get our, our fire started so we can start tasting all the stuff we picked up. Yeah. And we brought a lot of beers back, so we'll be having them in the periodically through the show. Yeah, that was my pour. My pour was actually for traffic, but the other way, because uh, once you get to San Luis Obispo, Central Coast, uh, uh, everywhere, Paso Robles, everywhere we went, no traffic. No, it's not. It's lovely. None. Yeah. You might, hit a, you might hit a red light. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all that's going to happen. I actually poured one out for uh, for ILB for us, because we actually uh, broke down and went to a couple of wineries. And I'm uh, like, is that the yeah. beginning of the end? That's yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't know really sure that. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, confession time. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I went... Not willingly, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, we did. So full disclosure, full disclosure. I, went, I went willingly. Yeah. That's why he had to go because yeah. I, I gave in because I was actually excited about a couple of places we went to. Uh, so more about that. It was That's kind of a snow thing. job because they told me we were going up for these breweries, yeah. but oh, we're going to go to these wineries oh, by first. The way, by, the way. by the way, we're going to these wineries first, and yes. I'm like, what? That wasn't on the agenda, and then Kicking you know what screen. it was. So. Yeah, but we'll talk about that more. In, yeah. in a little, little uh, so you can throw me in the roast because yeah. I did throw you under the bus on that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Toast, Roast, Pour One Out, Central Coast Edition. We got to meet some new great people, too. Uh, one in particular, uh, first brewery we went to on the trip, we went over to Casa Agria. Eric Drew, co-owner. Uh, head brewer, we met him at Bergen's Invitational uh, in the pouring, in the in that tempest. Uh, and we got to talk to him and taste some of their bottled sours at that event. And they were so good, the, the oh, sour beers he was he's making. And so we had set it up to come visit him on the trip. And great place. Yeah. I, I, it, so first of all, yeah, fantastic place. And, uh, and it was funny, though, because I, I know we went up there with the expectation that we're going to get all these sours. And they only had two on their board, and they had an extensive board of beers. Um, and so that was they had you name a style, every other style pretty much. And the the beers that we actually really probably enjoyed the most there on site were a lot of their their loggers and their pilsners. I mean, they had a dark lager that was fantastic, a Hellas lager that was great, a Mexican lager that was really good, Vienna lager that was really good. Um, uh, the one. Uh, 
sour that we really liked was, I think it was the Blue Thumb, which was a, kind of a farmhouse ale. That was fantastic. And then uh, the French Pilsner, too, was really good. I think we brought some of that back. We brought, And we brought uh, bottles of their, their yeah. barrel-aged, their sours. We yeah. brought them back, oh, Joe. Cool. Uh, uh, they're yeah, sitting safe in the good. beer cellars. They'll good. they'll be ready for when you're ready. Okay. Because Joe's, uh, Joe's on his uh, annual hiatus from alcohol. That's true. So That's they're, true. they're ready when you're ready. Good. Super easy to find, too, right off the 101 there. Um, but, yeah, I would highly recommend uh, their, their beers, high, high quality. And, you know, let's let Eric Drew talk a little bit about because he was nice enough to sit down with us. He said to give us five minutes and he gave us a little more, which we very much appreciated. So let's hear from Eric Drew. So, Talent, our first stop on our uh, trip up north of the Central Coast. We're in Ventura County, Oxnard, California. Uh, Nice place we've been trying to get to for a while. So it's kind of exciting to finally be here. Casa Agria, Specialty Ales. We're lucky enough to meet co-owner... Head brewer Eric Drew at the Virgin Invitational. Yeah. So Eric, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to stop in. We we looked over. Well, first of all, we had your beer at the Virgin Invitational, and we were hooked already. <laughs> uh, and then doing a little research, really excited about the stuff you're making here. Specialty ales is the is the title. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that Casa Agria Specialty Ales. What's what's the story? Yeah, we like to joke now that it's actually specialty ales and lagers now. <laughs> Uh, we're making so many of those, and people are drinking so many of those. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so Casa uh, was started with, uh, yes, there's, there's four owners. Um, two, two of us are in the day-to-day. It's my partner, Mike Wyant, and uh, he's kind of does everything else. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he does all the hard work. I get to come up with recipes and brew and stuff like that but uh we were mike and i were uh we we became friends uh here locally he's from simi valley i'm from ventura uh we became friends uh probably in like 1995 96 something like that got to know each other we weren't Mm -hmm. close but uh we met each other at junior college and then we both went away to college to university uh, and happened to just go to the same university without even realizing it <laughs> until we ran into each other in, in class up at the University of Oregon. And uh, so we became uh, fast friends up there and roommates eventually. And uh, we both were getting degrees in architecture. Uh, so anyways, long story short, uh, we moved down here. We're working in architecture. We start home brewing together. Uh, we were taught the home, home brewing craft by... His uncle uh, named Nick and uh, his uh, another guy named Jim. Um, anyways, uh, we just started homebrewing every single weekend, and I was around uh, 2009. Um, and eventually, you know, we we started getting specifically me started really getting into sour beers uh, because they were so hard to find. They're great with food. Um, the issue was, is because they were so hard to find and they were so expensive when you couldn't find them, um, that we just started, decided to start figuring out how to make them yourself. Make them yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so, what you, that's what, that's what Jeff yeah, does. Yeah. And his <laughs> uncle was very old school. He's like, no, you guys have to get your own fridge. You have to get your own fermenter. Like, yeah. own carboys. We're not sharing any of that stuff. Uh, and, uh, so we did. And we eventually even got like a 30 gallon barrel and we were barrel aging in his garage in Simi Valley, which could get 
you know, well into the 90s, 100s degrees <laughs> in the steaming, yeah. summer, so yeah, the bacteria like that. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, jump ahead to about 19, or 2014, and I uh, was bringing a lot of my uh, homebrew sours to uh, bottle shares, local bottle shares, and so I was getting a lot of local encouragement, specifically from actually a lot of the uh, craft beer drinkers in the Oxnard area, um, and so we would travel around the county to these different shares, and they were always the ones kind of building us up to like, you should do this, you should do this. <laughs> and you and fell so, for it. Yeah, we fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I miss being an employee. <laughs> Most of the time I do. Uh, and, and it's an amazing facility. Uh, yeah, you're saying yeah. this wasn't the original. This no, is a little bigger than the original. No, we joked at the last spot, which is just a few suites up from where we are right now in this industrial building. Started with 1,350 square feet. Um, and when we first opened, so we, we started brewing in June of 2015, and we didn't release a beer until December of 2015, um, because we were doing the barrel-aged sours and stuff oh, okay. seasons. Um, and so we needed that time for things to develop, but we'd also had a membership club very early on, and people were waiting over a year for bottles from us, and so we had a lot of pressure to get something out, not that something just to get something out, but something right. good that was worth their $300 or <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, and so I was feeling a lot of pressure around that. I was not really in favor of doing membership myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of expectation, into, huh? <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of people sign up um, when it went online for sale, and I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it really kind of... It really put us on the map because it was very controversial to have a membership club and not even have any beers at that time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great no, model. That's a great business that's plan. A, yeah, yeah, business yeah, model. We took a lot, of, all we took a lot of heat on Beer Advocate, but it yeah. also kind of put our name up right. there. Right, right. People are talking about you. Yeah. All based on promise. Cheers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell us what we're drinking here. Uh, so this is Petite Pay. Uh, it's French Pilsner. Um, it was a... We did... Uh, we had our seventh anniversary recently. And we did seven different collaborations uh, and released seven different beers on that day. Oh, wow. Uh, so this is a collab with some old friends, uh, Chris and April from uh, Brewery Novalis. And they're getting ready to open in Syracuse. Actually, they're breaking ground on Monday. Okay. Um, but they were previously brewers, uh, head brewer and lead brewer at Schilling Brewing in New Hampshire. And before that, a Phantom Carriage in L.A., uh, so, uh, they're, uh, they're actually my, my sounding board a lot and okay. he's kind of my logger mentor. <laughs> and so I learned a lot from him with this style specifically. So he, they came out, uh, in December and brewed this beer with us and hung out for a few days. We, we've learned that recently that people that are trying to, and doing well at brewing, true to style loggers and pilsners seem to have a mentor. Yes. <laughs> it seems to be a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or IPAs, they just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of the, like the Saisons and Wild and Sours, I kind of figured out as I went. I relied a lot on blogs and right. books and things like that, just like everybody does and did. Um, but, uh, you know, 
the collaborations with people and just the relationships with other brewers really advances everyone's knowledge and um, it's improved our beers drastically, especially on the clean side of, of things. And it's good for us as the drinkers. Yeah, <laughs> everybody benefits from it yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so and it's there's just a camaraderie to the industry, um, which is really refreshing, especially coming from a more of a corporate background where it's, you know, it's I won't say cutthroat, but it's not friendly. Right. right. And it's there's no camaraderie to it, and so you feel you feel like you're kind of isolated, even though you have so much you know, uh, you know, in common with these other professionals. Seems like we've been hearing that since we started our brewery tours and when was it, 2016, 2017, right. the uh, community of brewers and taking care of each other and helping each other out when needed and yeah. uh, everywhere we've gone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Except British Columbia. A little bit of that, but I think it's a limited, uh, limited audience, yeah. so yeah. You're, you're fighting for your, your beer drinkers, not as many beer drinkers here in, in this area. But yeah. uh, So one of the cool things, I, you guys are very easy to find right off the 101. Yeah, about uh, a mile or two south of the 101. Yeah, and then uh, the other thing is, 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 you know, obviously you start off with the sours and stuff, but your board is very impressive because uh, you do have the, the you have you know, Blondale, you have Loggers, you have Pilsners, you have extensive uh, IPA yeah. and pale ale, and then and then you move into the to the kind of the specialty. So it's yeah, there's something for everybody. Yeah, it's something that we try to take pride in is uh, diversity of, of options for people to drink, um, and it's also kind of scratches that homebrewer itch of wanting to play around with different styles and uh, new challenges. Like the blonde ale it's on right now is our very first blonde ale we've ever yeah. made. <laughs> oh. and so we really just put that together. Because we're starting to run low, a little low on loggers, and we wanted to keep our Chico strain alive, and right. so we threw that together, and it's really good. I really, really am enjoying it. Uh, so, uh, we, who would have thought that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like things are starting to come back to oh, some of these are. more traditional classic styles, and the bitterness levels are starting to rise back up again. And uh, you know, every new trend is an adventure, and I, I kind of like to see this. Uh, I hope what what I'm seeing is a trend of um, familiar beers. I guess I don't know uh, more like pub styles that yeah. uh, have fond memories of my time in Oregon, sitting in like the McMinimins pubs. Oh, and, uh, we're giant fans of McMinimins. Deschutes Brewing, drinking yeah. beer ponds, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where we. Uh, cut our teeth on craft beer was when we were in college up there. That was my very first fruit beer ever was the Rubies at Big Miniman's. Yeah. Well, drank under protest. <laughs> but I, someone bought me a pint yeah. and who am I to say no? For me, the Terminator Stout was just my yeah. go-to. Like, like every time I was in there, it was the Cajun Tots and, <laughs> and the Terminator Stout. Well, Oh, we got another beer here. Got, yeah. Speaking of traditional styles, so there you go. Or more, yeah. more traditional yeah, styles. Clink so. here. Uh, yeah, so that this one is uh, that's another one of our um, collaborations for the seventh anniversary, and this one's called Ox Fu. Um, it's our very last keg of this. We're very sad to see it go, but it's uh, it's a North Park collaboration. It's a double dry hop West Coast IPA, um, and it's probably one of the most amounts of hops I've ever put into a beer um, but it's just super clean refreshing 
but it's got all like that hop flavor yeah. and yeah. aroma you could want. Hop, like a little on the danker side. Right. Yeah, it got the uh, Citra uh, Incognito, and then it was got a first dry hop of uh, HBC 586 Cryo and Mosaic, no, Columbus Cryo, and then a second dry hop of Nelson Enigma and Mosaic Cryo. Plenty, so, plenty of hops, but it has a softness to it versus sometimes a real sharp yeah, bitterness. Yeah, so we kept the, the IBUs are not terribly low. But the beer is not quite as dry as you might expect from a West Coast. Uh, finishes a little bit fuller, a little bit rounder, cleaner. Uh, so it's still around like 50 IBUs, but it just doesn't come through as much because it's softened by the finishing of the beer. Interesting. So when we talked to you and then as we did a little research, we both have picked out some fruited sour bottles to take home and maybe share, maybe not. Um, but the way you, being here in Oxnard, and your choice choices you make about the fruit you use, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, as much as possible um, for our barrel barrel age side of things, uh, when we do fruited sours, we try to to source uh, local produce uh, as much as we can, as much as available, as long as the quality is kind of what we're looking for. Um, we are well. If you would have come about. A year ago, where you saw that big, large Amazon building out there, those were all strawberry fields, and so that's where we were getting strawberries. Uh, and it was nice because when it rained, we'd get them rain damaged strawberries. They're super cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oxnard's known for strawberries. Right. It's like supposedly the strawberry capital of the world. Um, that's what at least they say here. <laughs> Uh, so really great strawberries here. Uh, we get blueberries uh, locally here in Moore Park. Uh, we get some stone fruit uh, in Moore Park as well uh, from Apricot Lane uh, Farms. Uh, we've actually got a plum uh, sour there that's uh, conditioning right now that we've got uh, plums from them. Um, and. Uh, yeah, we, a lot of raspberries are grown locally, uh, some blackberries, uh, a lot of citrus. Uh, we're, we're in a we fertile valley. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not as much stone fruit. We, we really like stone fruit in the sours. Apricots are my favorite in the sour beer. Uh, we're just not, um, I don't think we get quite hot enough in the summer for the stone fruit to really do well. Uh, or maybe it's not cold enough in the winter, either way. Um, so, but you know, not too far from here, we can Bakersfield or up right. to Fresno. Stone you get King, yeah. tons of amazing stone fruit that more than you could ever use. Um, <laughs> so that's where we typically get our stone fruit is up in Central Valley. Um, yeah, and you know, don't use a lot of grow a lot of vegetables here too. But <laughs> don't do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, what's next for Casagria? Anything else do you want to highlight or? Uh, you know, we are trying, actually, uh, we do a little bit of distribution, um, and we are looking, most of it is out of our area, though. We don't have a lot of local accounts, and so our next goal is to really boost our local sales and, you know, try to get out there and get on the local taps, uh, as much as possible. We're... It's it's, a little, it's tough. Uh, we're our, our beers are kind of at a premium cost because we use, I think, a lot of 
you know, hops and quality ingredients, quality yeah. ingredients. Um, and so it's, it's tough to compete with some of the other local breweries, um, cost wise, right. but you know, we just want to find those accounts who are, are open to what we have to offer and what we, we make, I think is, you know, really great. And so, and you're you're supporting your local farmers and, and businesses yeah. and yeah. community members it's, and all it's that. It's funny. There's a lot. We still get a lot of, uh, oh, how long have you been around? <laughs> and it's seven years. Um, yeah. A lot of people still think we're a sour-only brewery, which has never, ever been the case. Right. Like, our first release was a Saison, a Saison with guava in it in 2015, a hazy pillow. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, uh, we're trying to, like, break down some of these some local of the, things. Of, like, yeah. we have... We have more reach, I feel like, even to the East Coast than we do to the West Coast for whatever reason. Interesting. But, um, yeah, so more distribution locally and eventually uh, another tasting room or two is the goal. I would really like to open a New York-style slice shop pizzeria nice. that oh, also yeah. serves Casa Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind that's of perfect, yeah. It's kind of been... Yeah, that's uh, so. That's that's Casa Agria Pizzeria. There you go. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> right, you, uh, you can have that. That's that's pretty interesting. <laughs> and one of the bottles I'm taking home, you said, is I don't know if guilty pleasure is the right term for it, but I'm taking home one of your Flanders style uh, Zarza Maron. Yeah, it's uh, Flanders brown with uh, blackberries, raspberries, and cranberries. I believe. Uh, really nice. It's going to be on the tartar side. You know, as a Flanders style sour typically mm-hmm. is, but um, yeah, the Flanders, uh, especially the Browns, are always have been a favorite of mine. Um, I've had the I, I was making those early on home brewing, and I just really like the depth of flavor, especially for a, a sour like a golden sour. It's nice, but then to have that added malt complexity to it, and then you know a light Brett character on that as well. And even the depth of the acidity to it, because you get lactic and you get acetic acid contributions to the flavor profile. Um, then you add some fruit for some more layers on that. And it's, uh, I think it was the first homebrew that ever scored a, a win for me was uh, Flanders Brown. And, uh, and that's, that was the first time I was like, oh. Wow, I can make good beer. <laughs> you make very good beer. Yes, you do. You know, we uh, we we would when we were drinking our homebrew in the garage. We we're like, yeah, we make good beer. And then <laughs> I think back on those beers we were drinking; they were not yeah. that good, <laughs> especially the IPAs. Uh, yeah, we've learned a lot over the years, but um, you know, uh, well, yeah. The, so the Browns are have a special place in my heart. They're not the best selling. Uh, we we just released one of our member beers from last year's membership was a sour brown with cherries called Cherry Riot. It's really, really good. And, Sounds uh, good to me, it but actually one sold, customer won't get it done. It sold better than I thought to <laughs> yeah. members buying their additional bottles, so uh, cheers to them for appreciating that. My plan was to stash that one away for a special day, but I don't see how we're getting through this this camping trip we're on without drinking that. I would, I would suggest uh, something, drink it with like a beef stew or, or a Something some hearty. some hearty, yeah. 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 Like uh, the first time I opened, I drank one of my beers with food was one of my sour browns with a beef bourguignon on a Christmas Eve, and it was just <laughs> that's awesome, uh, really eye opening for me. So uh, if you're gonna have have that, and 
enjoy it with some food. All right. Well, he's the chef when we're camping, so I'll, I'll put him to it. Awesome. See what happens. Eric Drew, <laughs> uh-huh. Casa Agria, thank you for uh, spending a few minutes with us and sharing your beers and your expertise and your story. Yeah, have fun on your trip. Yeah. Cheers. So you, you, you gave away the winery thing. I was I'm that, sorry. that, that yeah, was so to, yeah. special, but let's get into that next week. Yeah, let's break that down because we did recognize there are a lot of differences between beer tasting and brewery visits and winery mm-hmm. tasting and winery. We, we, the distinctions were Fair. clear Fair. and where we fit was clear, awesome. but we did our best to blend in. I'm sure no one noticed us, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Hey, cheers to all our friends on the central coast listeners. Thank you for spending the time with us. Remember just a moment, rate us, review us wherever you get our podcast, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now we got to run. B double E double R U M beer run. B double E double R U M beer run. All we need is a ten and a five, a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U M beer run.